Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, the podcast where we're helping you make Scripture memorization a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And I'm Olivia Tarbell. In this episode, we're joined again with Jeremy Cluth, the founder of Scripture Alive. In our last episode, he spoke with us about finding your motivation in memorizing Scripture. He's back with us, but we're going to talk about a different topic. Jeremy has a a unique way of memorizing Scripture called the power method. In our episode, he's going to unpack it for us, and we think this will be helpful to a veteran memorizer or maybe someone who's never memorized God's Word before but they're eager to get started. But before we do that, Jeremy, we're glad that you're here today. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Thanks so much. Welcome. Well, would you mind presenting the passage of the day for us? Yes, I can absolutely do that. I will be presenting an excerpt from Daniel, uh, which is my uh, one of my favorite books of the Bible, and I'm sure many stories that people know in that. And uh, so I'm going to be presenting an excerpt from Daniel chapter 3. Uh, I imagine most people know it, but in case you haven't, uh, we have King Nebuchadnezzar uh, of Babylon. He actually uh, takes Daniel and his friend Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego captive um, from Jerusalem, from Judah. And uh, and he's a very powerful king, and he is very much, uh, you know, has... To, you know, had his reign over so many different countries. Uh, he's a, he's quite crazy and quite uh, prideful and uh, very, uh, he was considered the mad king. And so we see that he actually creates this huge golden statue about 90 feet tall and nine feet wide, which I imagine was probably an image of himself, uh, if we're being honest. And uh, he creates this and wants every nation, every language, every tribe to bow down and worship it whenever they hear uh, th- this musical instruments. And uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and they do not, uh, they do not actually fall down, and they're the only ones that don't. And so I'm going to share an expert of what happens after they do not uh, actually bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar and the golden statue. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that anyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, uh, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold that you have set up. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true? 
Shanrak, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image of gold, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. <laughs> then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these three men firmly tied, these three men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Wow. Praise God. Jeremy, I'm curious, uh, have you memorized all of Daniel 3 or perhaps the whole book? What what uh, section of Daniel have you memorized? I have memorized the first six chapters of Daniel, uh, which is really all the narrative of Daniel. So Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the blazing furnace, uh, you know, handwriting on the wall. Um, so the, the seven, chapters 7 through 12 is more prophecy, it's more individual Daniel. But I've memorized all the significant stories of, of Daniel. That's great. And I know uh, throughout the next few minutes, we'll be talking about your your approach to that, uh, your power system. But I'm just curious, I, I feel like any time uh, we hear someone recite a big chunk of scripture so eloquently, it's tempting for the rest of us to say, wow, they're they're gifted, as if somehow you just woke up in the morning and were able to do this. But could you give us just some idea, give our listeners some idea of how many hours, weeks, months, whatever it was, it took you to memorize six chapters of Daniel. It is certainly something that uh, takes work and takes consistency. I think I would say I did about 80 to 100 hours uh, over the course of three months uh, to memorize, uh, not just memorize, but obviously uh, study it, uh, understand the characters, the motivations, uh, the narrative, and so prepping, you know, how I was going to actually present it and and all those things. And so, yeah, it was it was a good three, three, three and a half months uh, and about 80 to 100 hours of work to, to memorize all six chapters. Yeah. So, so when someone says, hey, I could never do that, uh, you might say, well, spend 100 hours trying and then tell me if you were unsuccessful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Jeremy, tell us about the power method. 
Yeah, so just so I can clarify, because I know you said the power method, Randy, a couple times, and then uh, and then Dakota said power system. So originally it was the power method, but I realized that method is actually an individual thing that might not work for everyone, right? You say, oh, this is my method. I do singing, or I I do it through just you know just recitation, repetition, repetition. The idea is that this is actually a system, just like the topical memory system. This is something that anyone can use, and it will be effective for anyone, no matter the method. Uh, so originally it was the power method, but now I'm changing it to power system that you could put, you can enter any method uh, into it, and it will work. Um, and so that is called a power system, and it's actually an acronym. Uh, so you know, capital P O W E R, uh, and that is the power system of really uh, how anyone can take this. These it's a five-step practical, proven uh, me- uh, system that people can use to effectively memorize scripture. That's great. Well, why don't you walk us through? Uh, I guess starting with the letter P. What does that represent in the power system? Yes. Absolutely. So this is the P is a is like a three step system. I guess it's it's five steps, but it, uh, the first one is is probably the most crucial, uh, I think, to really help you thrive in everyone uh, that, with the other four. But it is uh, pick, plan, and pray. So pick, plan, and pray. Right. And so simply uh, put, you know, you have to be able to choose your passage or choose your verse. That is the first step, but it is a necessary step to say instead of saying, oh, well, I'm going to memorize something someday or, yeah, I want to memorize scripture. Well, what exactly do you want to memorize? Right. Is it is it a verse that you've always that's always spoken to you in your life? Uh, Is it maybe something you're struggling with, you know, and and you turn to God's word? of What is God? What does God's word say about temptation or what does it say, um, you know, about, uh, you know, about about sin or what does it say about anxiety and and taking those verses. So the important thing is to pick it, right? Uh, But I think one thing that a lot of people forget to do or they, they don't realize is that it still takes planning. Right. It still takes effort to actually uh, say, hey, I'm going to do this. And so the idea is, when are you going to do it? You know, who's going to keep you accountable? Where are you going to do it? And so, you you, you know, Pat, you know, you plan it out. Right. If it's if it's uh, if it's, uh, you know, Psalms, Psalm 23, right. Six verses. Say, OK, I'm going to do a verse a week. And so that'll take me six weeks. Uh, and I'm going to do it with my my spouse or I'm going to do it with my friend. And so you plan out, hey, what is this actually going to look to attain it? And I would say make it as achievable as possible. But then uh, praying is really the most important thing of that step, because it's the idea of saying, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this process. I know that you can enable me to store up more of your your word. And so I ask for your help uh, to actually do it. I ask for your help to understand the passage, right? Because you can't memorize what you don't understand, or or at least it's going to be very difficult to really kind of be able to do it. You got to be able to understand it. And so I would say when you put all those together, that will really make you successful with the other four steps. And Jeremy, on, on your website, you have different topics, don't you, with verses to go with them. So if someone is struggling to pick out what they're going to memorize, you have some helps for them, don't you? Yes, I do. And that and that's really what I'm hoping to just really uh, make it easy for people of, of how they can memorize. And so, yeah, I have uh, with if you go to the, the you know, scripturealive.com slash resources, you'll find the power system. But it's a two pager. And on the back is about 200 plus topics with uh, or, uh, yeah, 200 plus verses on 30 topics. Uh, that you can pick out uh, to start memorizing. That's awesome. And um, what does the O stand for? The O stands for overcome excuses. 
And uh, this is uh, this is definitely hitting uh, home more more so recently uh, as I was uh, as I was working on my book, figuring out what kind of my what my title would be. And one of the working titles was actually "No More Excuses: Scripture Memory That Works." And I remember talking to my parents. I they have supported me in my ministry. They have loved what I do of being able to to memorize God's word and bring it to life. But they said that's our problem. We see you do this and we can't memorize scripture. We just keep making these excuses like I don't have time or I don't have a good memory or I don't know how to do it. And uh, and so at the end of the day, you may do all these things you pick, you plan and pray, but you got to do the work, right? You got to be able to overcome that and say, no, I'm going to whatever excuse I had, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to take my plan. I'm going to say, no, I want to actually do that. And so it's it's not a huge step in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of what you do. You just have to simply go to, you know, actually start working on it. Um, but that is an essential step to get to the next thing. Jeremy, reflecting back on our previous episode with you, do you think having a good motivation to memorize, is that a powerful aid in overcoming your excuses? That's exactly why I say that you need to review your why. You know, when you are discovering your why, you, you know, like, like, uh, like Dakota said in the last episode, right, that sometimes you don't need anything major, uh, right, when you're just in the day-to-day and you, you know, do that, but when it went, especially when you're struggling to finally get over that hump, especially if you're starting out or you, you haven't done it in a while, it's reviewing that and saying, no, you got to be able to know why am I doing this verse at this time in my life? And so when you can review that, that is going to make you more likely to actually want to, to want to memorize and overcome those excuses. That's good. What about W? So I, yes, W is very similar. You know, it goes to the next point, right? I said, you got to be able to overcome excuses to be able to work on it. Well, W stands for work on it daily. Uh, This is such an important thing. When you are actively memorizing something, consistency is uh, key. Uh, I think of Joshua Summers from Bible Memory Goal, and he had an interview of talking about the value of just even five minutes a day of new scripture that you're working on will really help you keep it into a habit, right? I know you guys have done an episode uh, on that, right? Where, you know, one day just becomes two and then it becomes three and then suddenly you've gone months without actually memorizing. So working on it daily, making that a habit is going to make it much more easy and it's going to make it more manageable, right? If you're doing one verse a week, uh, and you break, you could even break it down to a couple words a day and, and to get that verse and, and working on that, because then that's going to remind you again of what the, the steps before, right? That you've, you've reviewed your why, you've, you've planned it out, you've prayed, you have accountability. That's going to help you work on it daily. Jeremy, what would you tell someone who is, is just getting started? What, what level of daily memory work would you tell them? What, what should be their time commitment? Oh, as I said, with, uh, you know, just five minutes a day is is really all you need at some point, especially when you're in busy. And so, yeah, I think you, know, you have five minutes, right? You talk about when you want to, you know, people want to improve their their praying life, right? And and so it's saying, hey, getting up 15 minutes earlier or whatever, or, or uh, you know, staying up a little bit later or getting up. I think the easiest way, the one that it's like, well, I can't do that. I want, I need my sleep. Well, you know, do five minutes less of scrolling on social media, right? And and starting with that five minutes. And it's something that hopefully 
as you grow in your love for God's word, that it will just grow more so that you want to do it longer than five minutes. But I would say it could be as simple as five minutes a day, especially if it's one verse a week. Um, you know, again, I, I help my friend. Uh, one of my, my friends came to me and said, hey, I'm struggling with temptation. I need help. What, what can I memorize? And I gave him 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Uh, let no temptation, uh, you know, or no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. And, you know, talking about that God is faithful and he gives us a way out. And I, I broke it down for him. I broke it down to two to three words a day. And I said, just repeat that every day. And he said, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he, he came a week later. He's like, I got it. He's, and he was excited. And he was like, this is so great. And so, yeah, I, it can start as, as simple as five minutes a day, but hopefully that that grows as you, as you, uh, you know, spend more time in God's word and memorizing it. I love, Absolutely. I love the idea of making it daily. Like you talked about, we talk about that a lot here at Scripture Memory Fellowship too. And I think, um, it can be so easy, especially in a season of busyness or maybe sickness, to, you know, Tuesday you memorized and you're doing great for a week, and Wednesday the next week you drop off. Um, and it can be so easy for people, I think even for myself, just to throw in the towel at that point and be like, man, well, I missed a day, so I guess that there goes my streak. Um, but for you to um, start with overcoming excuses and then work on it, well, okay, if you're working on it and then you drop off for a day, well, overcome the excuse that you dropped off for a day and keep working on it. So that's great that you lay that foundation first. Yeah, that's so good. I think about when I'm flying somewhere. The most turbulent parts of the flight are when I take off and when the plane lands. That's when the plane has to use most of its energy, right? But coasting is a lot easier. And yet when it comes to scripture memory, so often we find ourselves constantly taking off and landing, and we wonder why this is so chaotic. <laughs> and yet sometimes when we just find that routine and it becomes part of our day, and that's the hard part, right? But once you get there, once you find that rhythm, it's just flowing and it's working. And and for me, it's usually not that I have to carve out a new 10-minute slot in my day, but just redeeming the time that I'm already doing something else, like my wife and I work in the same building together, and so I drive to work and she drives home. Well, when we're driving home, sometimes I would rather just look out the window and think my own thoughts. But then I say, wait a second, this is, if I don't memorize scripture right now, it might slip and I might not do it at all today, right? So just finding that time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, but yeah, it's definitely better to spend five minutes a day for five days than to spend half an hour once a week memorizing scripture. Jeremy, what's the letter E? The letter E is uh, express it. And I think this might be something that a lot of people that memorize scripture have not heard of this. And uh, I think I like to say, like, if you're not having fun doing scripture memory or if there's not something that's valuable and giving you life about it, I think you're doing it wrong. Right. Because we know God's word is eternal and living and active. Uh, but this expressive piece really can make it fun and it can also make it more memorable. And uh, and so uh, my friend, my good friend, Aaron House, who I know you guys have connected with for founder of Piercing Word. We are kindred spirits and, uh, you know, we have the acting background. And so we we like to help people with the Three types of learning, right? The typical three types of learning are, are visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And so when I say express it, I go into this aspect of, of uh, three, three simple phrases uh, to get the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, and that is see it, say it, and do it. 
uh, see it, say it, and do it. I remember learning that from my own professor at Moody, uh, you know, of this idea of doing that. And so, you know, seeing it, right, you could simply express it through uh, through writing it out, right? That's a simple, you know, it's, it's pretty typical, but it can be powerful, the connection between your brain and your hand. Uh, you could draw it, right? You know, you could actually, uh, you can actually, you know, put word pictures and put connections there, um, or you could, you could game it. I know there's great apps uh, you guys have and, and uh, that you can, you can do and, and you can see it, uh, you know, for auditory, right? You could sing it, uh, you know, people really love the songs. And so being able to do it through that, uh, or maybe you do uh, accents or funny voices, you know, as I, as you got to hear me do uh, Nebuchadnezzar and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Amenigo, and, and just bringing that inflection and, and seeing what's actually happening in the passage and expressing the emotion or, or the situation or the, or the, um, uh, you know, that what's the tone of, of what's actually happening where you could do it, right? Uh, you know, you could do hand motions, uh, you could act it out physically, right? You know, 70% of the Bible is narrative. And, uh, and so, you know, you could act out, you know, you could have your kids involved, right? Or, you know, one of them's the king and the other one is, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or, you know, David and Goliath, or one is Goliath. I'm, I'm sure kids could have so much fun with that, or just even for yourself, because again, when you're having fun, you're making it more memorable. You're gonna, you're more likely to actually remember it. And when you actually express it and bring the emotion of what's happening, the tone, you're going to be able to remember it easier because you know the context and you know what's going on. And so I, I encourage and challenge people to go beyond your comfort zone, right? Go beyond what you think you can do. And when you can express it, that will really help you uh, in being able to store it up in your heart and understanding it, which will then let you apply it. That's so good. So we've talked about uh, pick, plan, and pray, overcome excuses, work on it daily, express it. And then, uh, Jeremy, what's that final component? The final component is review it, review it. Uh, I'm sure that uh, it can be a little frustrating uh, or, or pretty frustrating when someone, they work on something, they've done it for six weeks or 10 weeks, and they finally memorize that verse. They finally memorize that short chapter uh, or even a book, you know, and they then three months later, they can't actually recite it. And uh, I, I believe God still uses that. The Holy Spirit can still bring it into remembrance. But I believe in the value of being able to actually have it, to be able to retain it, right? To be able to have it in your heart that God can just use that and that you can keep it uh, in your heart. And so uh, really, I say there's two types of ways to really, you know, that to go on to that review. And it's reinforce and retain. Uh, and so to review it, you reinforce and you retain. Uh, so reinforcement is, happens uh, immediately after you memorize a passage for the first time, right? If you did Psalm 23, you memorize it in six weeks. The day uh, you finish, the next day, you want to reinforce it. And basically that just means reciting it again and again. And I would say uh, that you should recite, you should reinforce it at least once a day for a week. Um, but if you really want to get it down, I would say a month, um, and then you can move on to the next thing. And the next thing is the real blessing, which is to retain it, uh, which means you can do this anywhere at any time, right? You can do it when you're doing dishes, when you're going on a walk, when you're going to get groceries, and that you can constantly rehearse those truths in your heart, and the Holy Spirit can bring fresh insights into that. And so that's something that you should pretty much have it in command, and you're able to retain it uh, from here on out and be able to do it uh, over and over and over again. That's so good. I know this uh, this power system has no doubt uh, aroused the interest of many of our listeners, and, and I think you have a, a worksheet, Jeremy, that you've put together that allows people to kind of put some flesh on these bones and figure out how they're going to apply it. Tell, tell our listeners 
about that worksheet and how they can download that? Well, if you go to scripturealive.com slash resources, you should be able to find the uh, power system PDF, downloadable power system PDF with the verses on the back, uh, topics and verses. But then right next to it will be a personal memorization plan worksheet uh, that really just kind of, yeah, puts the flesh on the bones, as you as you said, Dakota, where you can actually write down, hey, here's the passage I'm doing. Here's the verse I'm doing. Uh, here's uh, how long it's going to take me, how many verses I'm doing a week. Uh, here's who I'm going to be accountable with. And then you you get to review the why. You know, again, what what is your why uh, and how are you going to be able to do that? You know, like, why do you want to do it? And then going through that and it'll help you actually put it practically, uh, you know, into practice. That's great. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us over these last two episodes. For those of you listening who didn't listen to our last episode, we would strongly recommend uh, scroll back through the episode history and listen to that, which talks about the importance of identifying your why. Why are you memorizing Scripture? And then uh, implement this system, the power system. Visit scripturealive.com, check out Jeremy's new book, and also that uh, memorization worksheet that he just mentioned. And as always, uh, we hope that you'll subscribe and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download VerseLocker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.